Hello listeners and welcome to episode 25 of the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me your host Guy Robertson. So we've got a wonderful podcast in store for you tonight so let's get on to our first subject. So the new season build is imminently upon us so I thought I'd have a look at uh, a couple of the new cars that for specifically for road that's already been released and announced by iRacing in their teasers. So we're going to start with a Ray FF1600 or Formula Ford car first. Now there's not much to go on on the spec or uh, what how it's going to drive currently inside iRacing. So I've done a bit of research and looked at it in the real world. So the Formula Ford GR series, as it's known, it's got a Ford Kent 1.6 litre engine. Um, gearbox is a Hewland LD 200 four speed. The chassis is tubular steel, bronze welded space frame, sandblasted, stove, stove enamelled, riveted hard aluminium floor panel, exceptionally rigid chassis with special attention paid to driver protection chassis optimized with the latest fe software the tires are avon front 13 inch front sorry and 13 inch rears and the wheels are made from steel brakes the ap calipers 10 inch diameter front and rear floating discs calipers mounted outboard front and rear combined master cylinder and reservoir front to rear balance bar, cockpit adjustable brakes fitted as standard. Steering, it's high geared rack and pinion in lightweight magnesium casing, leather coloured quick release alloy steering wheel, steering column position for left foot braking as required, steering column length is adjustable. From a safety point of view, front crash box, aerial protection structure, 2.5 kg fully plumbed in extinguisher system that will be important at times. Seatbelt harness six points as standard. Dry shaft is a GKN assembly and aluminium hub. Dampers are an optional feature. Suspension is an adjustable for camber, caster, towing, and ride height using rod ends with right and left hand threads for ease of adjustment. Tube-based fabrications are chemically blacked, whilst other parts are zinc-plated. Uprights are cast magnesium. Lubrication, oil tank in rear alloy adapter casing. Cooling, twin-sided mounted aluminium water radiators. Electrics, 12-volt negative earth lightweight. Varley red top battery. Master switch and high-intensity rear warning light. Dimensions, wheelbase is 96.5 inches or 245 centimetres. Front track is 60 inches or 152.5 centimetres. And the rear track is 59 inches. So this car, as we've heard, is, is called a Ray or an R. Ray have been manufacturing race cars since the 1970s with founder Bert Ray, brother Frank Ray and Bert's son Gavin Ray. It was they have been producing cars for over 50 years. The oldest manufacturer of Formula 4s that still are competing and winning. 
Since its formation, Reus produced many vehicles including the Formula 3, sports cars and Formula Renault, but is best known for being the longest running manufacturer of Formula Ford in all its guises in the world. The current FF1600 car was designed by Gavin Ray. Gavin has worked within the family company and has progressed through fabrication, machining bodywork, aerodynamics, which time he has gained a complete and thorough insight into the requirements of Formula Ford. Continuing ongoing development uh, has kept the GR FF1600 marquee competitive at the front of the grid and at the top of the leaderboard. Um, the car's actually made in Croydon, Surrey, folks. So if you're a, a UK person, maybe they've got a bit of a showroom. So if you're interested, if you want to look up Ray Formula cars, the address is Swift Centre, Unit 1641, Imperial Way, Croydon, Surrey. Inquiries at rayracecar.com. So I suggest you give them a look if you're really into your Formula Fords, folks. That gives us a really good insight into the car and the manufacturer, but how does it perform? So, let's have a look. So, whilst other single seaters in, uh, you know, in the fleet, the Ford 1600 is surprisingly powerful racing car for its size. The engine powers out at 117 bhp, accelerating from zero to 60 in six seconds, folks. So that's pretty quick and top speed of around 130 mile an hour. So that gives us a real good feeling for the speeds that hopefully in iRacing we're going to experience probably in week 13, I thought, but definitely for season two of 2023. So that, folks, is the Formula Ford or the FF1600 that... Well, I'm sure, I'm not sure if it will be free in iRacing, but we haven't got long to wait to find out. Our second car uh, teased by the iRacing gods is the Renault Clio Cup. Wow, personally, I'm really looking forward to racing this little power monster. Um, close racing, shortest tracks, it's going to be epic. So, if you want to see it in action, it's on YouTube. If you put in uh, new content, Renault Clio Cup iRacing, you'll clearly find it. Um, it's, it's as of today had 1.2 thousand views already all thumbs up so what is the car so it's a it's going to be a single make championship by Renault uh, has been some of the Europe's most approachable lower level road racing series for nearly six decades originating in 1966 in France with the Gordini the first generation Clio debut, debuted in 1991 by which point most major European countries had a series of their own. After a brief, a brief hiatus, the Clio became the marquee of choice once again in the early 2000s and has been Renault's car of choice ever since. The fifth generation Renault Club car debuted in 2020 and has been adopted by the five active Clio Cup series across Europe. Powered by a Renault HR13 engine, the car weighs just 
1030 kilograms with a 2579 millimeter wheelbase making it quick and agile and a fun experience for all drivers of all skill levels so the car it has a, a Renault HR13 four-cylinder 1330cm turbo engine, transmission sequentially controlled dog clutch box with six gears and controlled ZF diff, suspension front McPherson rear H-axis, brakes discs front ventilated 280 rear solid at 238 diameter, Wheels single piece 7 by 17 alloy. Tyres are Michelin S9M in the dry or if we ever do get rain, P2H rain tyres. Dimensions wheelbase is 2579mm and its length and width is 4050mm and 1988mm. The fuel tank is a FIA FD3. And as I already mentioned, it's a very light car at 1,030 kilograms. So, in the UK, we've seen the Renault Clio Cup, usually supporting touring cars on the TV and in real life. So let's look at how this little car has performed in the, in the UK race. So, the series first winner of the inaugural race for the Renault 5 TLs, it was held at Brands Hatch and the winner was Maggie Leon in 1974. The series known as the Courier Connections Renault UK Clio Cup are now held as a support race to the British Touring Car Championships. The series previously supported the British leg of the World Series by Renault event. The series saw subsequently these cars Renault 5 TL, Renault 5 TS, Renault 5 GT Turbo, Renault Clio 16 valve Mark 1, Renault Sport Spider, Clio Renault Sport, Clio Renault Sport 182, Clio Renault Sport 197 in 2009 and the current version of Clio Renault Sport 200. Series past champion winners include Andy Priu, Jason Plato and Tom Onslow Cole. Other than that, the past drivers of this series that were notable outside of racing are Andrew Ridgely of the pop group Wham! in 1985. Wow, there's a real uh, pub quiz question for you there. And Rowan Atkinson as well. He's also raised, raised, <laughs> raced it in between 1984 and 1990. Uh, the car has since re-emerged for a union race in 2004, which Rowan Atkinson uh, aimed to complete, but unfortunately, uh, due to illness, he had to pull out. But, end of the day, guys, we love the Renault Clio. I'm looking forward to racing it on iRacing. I'm not sure what class it'll be, whether it'll be between... Um, touring cars and maybe below touring cars or in between the gt3s so i think probably something like a d-class so not long to wait i hope it's free personally and i can't wait to race it on iRacing can't wait folks Our third snippet so far from the iRacing Gods has given us the track of Circuit de Jerez. 
So let's learn about this track. So Circuit de Jerez, formerly known as Circuit of Jerez, and Circuito Peremante de Jerez, in its other forms of, uh, of naming it, is uh, south of Seville uh, and deep within the sherry-producing region in the south of Spain. The project was led by the Spanish engineer Manuel Medina Lara, based on a preliminary idea from Alessandro Rocchi. The circuit opened on 8th of December in 1985. During 1986, the circuit hosted the first international motorcycle event in Spain in March, and the Formula One Spanish Grand Prix in the April of that same year. The circuit's relatively remote location hindered significant spectator turnout, although up to 125,000 can be accommodated. Because of this, F1 moved to Barcelona following the 1991 race. And you can imagine that was a, a massive decline uh, of use and participants on the track. In 1992, the track eliminated four corners to create the long right-hander, known as Curva Cito Pon, due to the hosting of the European Grand Prix in 1994, a new chicane was created, the Senna Curve. At the corner where Martin Donnelly had a career-ending accident during qualifying for the 1919 Spanish Grand Prix. Jerez also hosted the 1997 European Grand Prix, which was the championship decided between Michael Schumacher and Jacques Villeneuve, who collided during the race. During the podium celebrations of the 1997 race, Jerez's Mayor Pedro Pancheco distributed the podium celebrations by presenting a trophy that was supposed to be presented by a dignitary from Dame Le Benz. The incident resulted in the track being temporarily banned from hosting a Grand Prix. It was not hosted another Grand Prix since, but continued to be used for winter testing until 2015. During 2005, the track was resurfaced. It was expected that the Champ Car World Series would race there in 2008, until the series was cancelled early in the year after merging with the IndyCar series. On the 2nd of May 2013, it was announced that the final corner would be renamed after Spanish then four-time and reigning world champion Jorge Lorenzo. In 2017, FIA Formula 2 hosted a standalone event on the 7th and 8th at the circuit. On the 3rd of May 2018, the circuit was renamed in honour of the former motorcyclist Angel Nieto, who died in 2017. On the 3rd of May 2019, the sixth corner, formerly Curva Dry Sack, lovely name, was renamed after Danny Pedroza, retired three-time world champion. So Danny Pedroza is now going to be known for his famous curve of Dry Sack. I'll let you read into that what you will. Um, <laughs> wow, so lap record, the all-time outright track record is 1 minute 15.651, set by Pedro de la Rosa in a McLaren MP420 during Formula 1 testing in April 2005. So I wonder if we can get anywhere that, anywhere near that with the current cars on iRacing. Only we will see very, very soon, folks. So that's a real good insight into uh, Circuit de Jerez coming to iRacing in two weeks' time, probably, or even next week as week 13 kicks in. 
Well, I'm looking forward to that try. I'll definitely be buying it. It looks very interesting. Don't know about you. Um, hopefully you've got those iRacing dollars that are free. Uh, you can get this track. Well, this is the usual bit of the show, folks, where we talk about what cars are coming next week on what tracks. But unfortunately, we are a few days away from the end of Season 1 in 2023. Already, doesn't time fly when you're doing lap after lap? Hopefully getting some top five, some wins, and not so many punterino from the man behind you, or the lady, of course. Um, so, what is up and coming? Week 13, folks. Now, if you're new to iRacing, you might think week 13 is brilliant. It puts strange cars on strange tracks. But you've got to remember a couple of simple things. Some races affect your safety. Now, this is the primary reason I'm talking about week 13. Have a look and see if it affects your safety rating. If it does, if at the end of week 13 and you are too sr2 or below two you will get demoted without a shadow of a doubt so you have got to um, drive wisely i would say and look after your safety rating i rating some is affected some isn't so if you're monitoring your i rating please keep an eye on that as well but i'm mainly telling you this because it is week 13 and some people forget it does affect your iRacing and your SR and it will get you demoted if you're not wise to that fact. But enjoy week 13 folks. I'm looking forward to the new season build. Personally I'll be having a quick few goes at week 13 but I will be playing Call of Duty to protect my uh, KPIs shall we call them. So until then folks. Um, what's up and coming next week so we have an interview from two drivers from across the atlantic from uh america and canada so look forward to that and uh i'll see you on the track very soon <laughs>